All righty. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Truth 101. We are here blessed another day with another local hero. I'm so grateful and so blessed. We have Miss Jessica Black. That's with a K, not a C. <laughs> She's um, joining us from Cali. So I'm just blessed that she took the time out today to want to share with us um, her journey and her story. Um, Jessica is a motivational speaker. I like this when she's a mindset coach, right? Because the Bible says that we got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So I love that as being part of her title. Um, just watching her over the years, we never met personally, but we're Facebook friends and we've been Facebook friends for a while. And I'm just peeping in on her being a, a creep, just watching her page. Um, she's very wise and powerful and she's a faith-filled woman. So I really love to see how she lets um, God just drive her. And she used that power and she uses that authority to get stuff done. Um, she has a, a, a show on Facebook called Level Up. That's what caught my attention. So um, share um, share that, join that. You know, she has some really good topic and discussions on there. So once again, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us. And um, yeah, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Where you where you from and everything. So um originally most of my time Minnesota. Um so I like to say I'm from Minnesota. Um I currently live in California. I am a mother. Um I'm a mother of two children. Um I also um am a organizer, so I've spent a good majority of my life in organizing, community organizing, and also um, advocacy, okay. in addition to the motivational speaking and uh, entrepreneurship ventures. Nice. So you keep your hands busy. Seems like you've just always been driven to, to put in some work and help out in the community and things like that. Absolutely. I've been organizing since I was 12. Nice. Nice. That's wonderful. Um, so what, where do you get your passion from to do that? Like what keeps you going? How do you just keep wanting to go after it and keep helping and, and just keep your fire fueled? You know, um, it actually started very early on. So as a child, um, I was really pushed out of school. Mm -hmm. I was, um, I always had a lot of questions. I had the questions just out of curiosity mm -hmm. in terms of like things that people were trying to teach me. I needed things to make sense. Yes. Me, so I would, would question it. Um, unfortunately, my questioning could either be perceived as like intimidating to others um, or they just labeled me as disruptive. So I spent lots and lots of time um, being, you know, upset, uh, being pushed out and really denied in adequate education. Mm. Um, in addition to that, in some of my early years, um, I grew up in Atlanta and we lived um, in the projects, um, which to me was community and I loved it. And I loved seeing like the brothers, um, they would protect us and, you know, we had curfews and all that kind of stuff. But I watched the war on drugs happened to our community. Yeah. Um, and I remember feeling powerless. And that was, I had to be about seven or eight years old feeling like I wanted to stop some of the things that I seen happening in our community, but I didn't have the power and I definitely didn't have explanatory power. 
So that carried with me as I went to Minnesota and was kind of fuel for some of the questions that I would be asking um, in terms of in school Um, and then feeling powerless again because it was not a proper etiquette, if you will, to be um, questioning you know, adults about things that they're telling you. And so I always knew that there were things wrong in this country. I always knew that, um, that the way specifically for black people that we were being treated, that something wasn't right. And I could see just, I could see the impact on the community because that's exactly where I live and always wanted to do something about it. And it wasn't until I was 12 years old um, and filled honestly with anger. Yeah. Um, one, not being able to explain what I'm feeling. Two, not being able to change the conditions mm-hmm. um, in which I was uh, one living, and also um, experiencing through these multiple systems that were kind of um, coming in yeah. <laughs> to to my life, um, especially for childlike behavior. I think my first probation officer was at 13. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's discouraging. When you're growing up as a kid, see, you were you were special. God had already revealed gifts to you as a child. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, what we do is we conform to it. You know, where we're like, okay, well, this is what we're growing up with. This is what it's like. So let me just fit in with everything else that's going on. Let's not ask questions. Let's just go, roll with the flow. But you on the opposite end was like, well, no, it struck your curiosity. Why is this happening? This don't look right. This don't feel right. You know, and that's really amazing. So it's like you took what was making you angry and, and instead of being volatile about it, you turned it around and used it in a positive way. And that's powerful. Yeah. Really generational. Mm-hmm. So um, my aunt actually is an organizer. She was an organizer out of school. If people know her, her name is Pam James. Um, since I was kicked out of school, you know, she started to take me with her. And so I really am educated from my own community. But in addition to that, my grandmother started one of the first urban leagues in Springfield, Ohio. Nice. So it's in my DNA to fight. Yes. It's in my DNA um, to make sure that we, you know, we deserve adequate treatment like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And when we see things that aren't right, we have to call it out. Mm-hmm. That's that played out many different ways in my life, though, because I've always been like the underdog. Like, if there was people at school who were picking on kind of people who weren't popular, like I would stand up for them. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Somebody got to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing, and and. It's like, that's what God put in you though. You know, and we don't realize it until maybe we do get older and we're like, okay, so like you say, it's a generational thing. And I was put here to actually do this, to advocate for the underdog. He made me an underdog so I could relate to the underdogs and know how that feels, you know, and I'm not standing for it. And that's what makes it powerful because it's like, no, we're not laying down and taking this. (laughs) Like, don't try it. Yeah. Yes. And you're right. My life's purpose is all about unleashing the power that already exists inside of people. Mm-hmm. Um, worldly, so if we think in a spiritual context, um, 
there's so many attacks that happen um, on people through, through honestly, through policy, through laws, through systems, and especially through the mind. Like we get conditioned um, once we come here. Yeah. <laughs> we get conditioned. We get conditioned and immersed in kind of these things that are outside of our actual innate being. And part of my calling is to pull what people already have inside of them so that they can see themselves, not just the fleshly level of themselves, but the spiritual beings. Because, you know, this body is going to die. Yes. But your spirit and your soul will continue to live on. Yes. And so part of my calling is to pull that to the forefront versus just the materialistic physical thing. Yes. Um, and that's that's amazing because that's what we need, right? We've been so conditioned to focus on the exterior when the interior is what needs to work. Because once we work on the interior, like you said, our spirit is going to live on. And it's our spirit that God feeds. He doesn't feed this flesh. This is the world feeds this, right? And we only can um, operate at our maximum potential as if we're operating in the spirit of God. He's our source. You know what I mean? So it's like all that other stuff is material, but I, I like that you operate in where you where it matters is within us. Yeah, that's amazing. It's really amazing. And understand our connection. And like when people actually read the Bible and it gets deeper than the surface, you know, in terms of God making us an image, right? Yeah. So it's not about the physical image, it is the spiritual being. Yes. Right? Yes. That light. We'll talk about it as a light that shines, you know. Yes. And once we understand that, we start to continue to seek God, right? Seek the light. Then we uh, then we start to actually what that's called is really like a self-reflection. Yes. Right? Yes. It's called study. It's called understanding, like understanding yourself at the core and understanding that, oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. Yes. Understanding <laughs> like I am that I am and that you are a creator who was in creation while still creating. Yes. And we all purposeful lives. Um, and we, we, it's a journey. Like mm -hmm. we have to search for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he puts us in little tidbits is, I feel like over life, you know, and he starts giving us glimpses of like, this is, this is for you. This is, this is what I need for you to do. And I'm going to put some things in you and I'm going to take you through some things like you being treated unfairly as a child, going to school, not able to go to school. Right. And somebody on the outside looking in may look at that and may feel like, oh, well, she's been mistreated and they may grow hate and they may grow dislike and they don't understand it. But when you look back on it, now you know why. You know, that's like me. I always say, share with my story. I went through domestic abuse and it was like, why? You know what I mean? But now that I am where I am and I'm an advocate for women, I understand why. So we just, you know, like you say, tap into that self-reflection, you know, instead of feeling like a victim, we're actually victorious. It's just about our perception, the way we receive in this. You know what I mean? So it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. You know, right. And so there's um especially being here in California, you can't help but to just embrace the beauty of it all. Yes. And so when you think about why, why is made out of grapes. Grapes grow on bushes and trees, and it's a whole process that they go through. 
But and then wine is actually served in like some amazing places in front of some of the finest yes. kind of people yes. or whatever, right? People use wine for all kind of stuff. Um, but before that wine was wine, it was a grape. Yes. And while it was a grape, it had to be smashed mm, come in on. order to into that fine wine yes. that's served in high places. And so I also used to ask often, like I've been through domestic violence. I mean, we've all, you know, just so many struggles. I've been through domestic violence. Yes. I've had my children, you know, ripped away um, by the school to prison pipeline. Um, currently, even in my current career right now, like my daughter, literally, she's actually there in Minnesota because her education has become too political and she really wouldn't have had an opportunity to graduate. So lots and lots and lots and lots of struggles in life. And I used to ask the question all the time, why? What did I do? Right. Like, I'm being kind to people. I'm being nice. I'm being humble. Why do I have to go through all of these struggles? And my aunt used to say to me a long time ago, you have to go through to get to. Yes. And I was like, it was not intended to be this rough. Right. But now I understand yes. that analogy that I was a great. And then things had to be smashed mm -hmm. in order to be wine. And I, and I, I still feel like I'm wine in the mix. Yes. Okay. I don't think it ever stops. Okay. <laughs> right. We we that we that fine wine. It's still aging. We still you know curating with time. <laughs> we ain't done yet. <laughs> yeah. You know it's I, I have so much um, gratitude and humility to be able to have been exposed um, to, so, to social justice, yes. to be able to have poured into me. People who believed in me when I didn't believe in myself, because that's what that really was. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, it's a blessing to, to be there. And now I'm at the phase of my life where I've done this for well over 20 years. Um, at this point, you know, if I look at the time when I first started at 12 years old, we're, we're barking on, you know, like almost 30 something. Right, right. You experienced. <laughs> exactly. I think I went into kind of paid organizing in my yeah. 20s. Now that I'm at this chapter in my life, like I'm really doing a lot of self-reflection and I'm trying to figure out how do I give back what was given to me? Yes. How do I, how do I pour into people the things that were important to me because I honestly believe to whom much is given much is required yes it's don't you don't get to um learn all these things have these experiences go through these trials and tribulations come out you have testimony and it's in that testimony that is healing for someone else so how do I continue to talk about the goodness of God how yes. do I continue to talk about those struggles but not just the struggles but the struggles that actually led victory that's right you know? that's right when i left minnesota in 2013 i honestly was depleted i didn't have anything left inside mm -hmm. of me i felt like i was holding on to my own soul and to take and to come to california was a huge step mm -hmm. it was scary everything here is insulated yeah and completely expensive and it was very different i was used to being around community and having community and to some degree it was isolating. I had family here, but everybody got to work yeah. in order to buy, you know, so it was very different. But to get here and to, I'm going to tell this little story that I'm going to be quiet. Hey, girl. No, I'm loving, like, my spirit is over here. Like, yes, this is everything. Yes, share the story. 
And to be here, I was, um, and I love my sister. Amen. And one night I was in her backyard and I was looking up at the sky and I'm here in Oakland and this is the home of the Black Panther Party. Yes. I remember sitting in the back of her yard looking at the stars and literally crying. Mm. And I was crying because I would go and volunteer in my children's school and people would be like, like they would um, be like, oh, thank you so much for coming. Like, what? This is, this is my child. Right, I'm being a parent. Yeah. Um, I also seen a lot of the fear that existed in people because mm. of what happened during that time um, with, you know, Cointel Pro and the federal government here. And it just made me cry the conditions in which, like, mentally we were all in. And I remember thinking like, okay, the work that our ancestors done is not in vain. That's right. And I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have to do something. Mm-hmm. And so I held on to that. And I was very particular about where I went. Like I, I went to corporate America because there were some organizations whose mission and vision didn't align to the values that God has instilled in me. And That's I was right. like, oh, mm-hmm. that. until I landed at this beautiful place called the Black Organizing Project, which is where I am now. Okay. Um, and was able to fight. But I, I say all of that to say that it's all been purpose driven. Like I didn't know that God was sending me here on assignment. Yes. I didn't realize that. I had no clue that I would be here fighting against the police, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I never thought that. And let alone like leading a campaign. Like I, even when I was at home in Minnesota, like I did a lot of advocacy. I yeah. did a lot of organizing, but I also was in the background a lot. I mm-hmm. think right when I got ready to leave, I started to be in the forefront when we, um, when I helped support to develop the um, Center for Cultures, Families and Learning that exists inside of Maxville. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I came here and it hit the ground running like that, and like literally, like God literally took me from entry level to director like Come that. On. I mean, my campaigns I mm-hmm. had never seen before. Like I was like, what is, what is a campaign? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Look, he put you so Right, right, right. Celebration took off, and I always knew in my heart that this was in um, the elimination of police from schools. And I always knew that God would show me the spiritual utterance. He would show me the people like crying and the relief and the, the praise. And I would see that. Yes. Um, and so it was kind of like being on this mission where, you know, you've got all these obstacles that come, but you're really just holding on to faith. And you're like, you know what? It doesn't matter what you say. It don't even matter if you agree or you don't agree. It's already done. Come on. The work is done in the spiritual yes. The work is not done in the physical realm. And so I also say that to say, like, if there's other people out there who are who are being led to to do something that seems uncomfortable, it, it's worth it. Yeah. Take that leap. Take that leap of faith, though. Yeah. Because now my life, honestly, my life, my life, it looks, it's actually really amazing. It looks completely different than I ever imagined for it to look, to yeah. be honest. Yes. With that is just so good. 
I started the Good Vibes Only business, and honestly, it, it's it's just making a year. Wow. But at the mark, I literally opened a store in the mall. Nice. And nobody but God. Yes. I had never done a venture like that before. Never. I was literally praying to God, like, okay, God, I need to do something. I need to develop really um I wanna develop wanted to develop wealth. I had a grandchild. Yes. Yes, me <laughs> too. I was, okay, I gotta leave him so we cannot be out because God literally just put his hands all over the good vibes only and they just like, it has been amazing. Like I have seen um not just not just the money but the monetary gain has been completely amazing. Um, but I have seen like the growth, the spiritual mm-hmm. growth of being able to step out there when everybody's like, Girl, don't open no store. You can't do that. You, you just get started. It's not time. And those are their opinions. And God is like, go do this. Go do this. Yes. Go do this. Yes. Go do this. Do this. And those are the things that, you know, that I did. And when God tells me to pull out, I'm going to pull out. That's right. Go in. I'm going to go in regardless to what anybody else thinks. But holding on to that and listening to God and allowing him to guide me. I have seen so much success, like amazing yes. success. Yes, that is so wonderful. I have a word, miraculous. I say that all the time. I'm like, my life, this is crazy. Like when God says yes, it don't matter. It, it, it's like case closed. We just got to stay obedient and follow through with it. But like you say, it's already done. He just wants really us to move. You know, that's it. Just move. Just show me you believe that I've done it. You know, show me that you trust what I'm saying and just, just go. And I got the rest. That's absolutely amazing. And I, that's my word. I'm like, it's been miraculous to come from where you come from. <laughs> doing what you were doing. Like you say, coming there shaking and stirred and like, you know, and then another thing that you said when you went to the school, um, just seeing the way that the teachers were and the parents were and just that whole thing, it made me just think about the scripture where it talks about where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You know, it sounds like they're in bondage and they needed you to come there with the spirit of the Lord to show them what that looks like. You know what I'm saying? Like, be free. You know, you don't have to deal with this. You don't have to take this. You have a voice. We have been given power and authority, you know? So, yes, it's really refreshing. I'm super excited. I'm on the front line encouraging people to utilize their voice, to stand in their power. There's always an army of people that are also pushing me to do the same. Yes, yes, yes. So it's reciprocal. (laughs) They need you to go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's like and it's so crazy because once you got so deep in it you you can't even go back it's like you cannot not go you know what i'm saying because it's like if i stop now i have people depending on me god is dependent on me right because if jessica don't do it who's gonna do it you know who's gonna encourage other people who's gonna show other people that this can truly be done like you said about your business how it just took off it's not because you had a great business plan is because you had God. And as long as you got God, it's all you need. <laughs> what? Like, what? What is that? <laughs> yes. Yes. And having that business, holding on to it. You know, lady, I'm supposed to be 
I've honestly felt every emotion during um, building up good vibes only. Every emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been on top feeling like, yes, this is amazing. I've also cried. I've had late nights. You know, the whole night I've been frustrated. There were things I had to learn. I sat at the computer for hours yes. learning different things. Like, I had to teach myself how to do things. Yes. Create formulas, all of that. You could have, you could have never ever told me that I would be a Chandler, Amen. a candle. Yes, you could never told me that. And of course, you know, if anybody knows me, you know, I don't just make candles. <laughs> I pray over that way. <laughs> well, you do now, okay? <laughs> right. And they're beautiful candles. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's just a blessing to be used by God. And a lot of people don't realize that he says uh, many are called, but a few are chosen and we're chosen because you step up to the plate, you know, but your benefits and rewards is just better than anything your mind could even fathom, you know, um, that's just amazing. It's like I just my spirit is just like so excited. I got so many things and I'm like trying to suppress like calm down because it's just powerful and people don't get it. You know, people don't get it. And it's like that's why I wanted to do this, because I wanted to encourage our people, all people, you know, to try it. Try God. Like you're not just doing things for yourself, but you're doing things like you said, for your grandchildren, for your community, for the voiceless, you know, for for anybody who needs an advocate, you are there advocating for them, you know? So it's really powerful. And like you say, God has a purpose for everyone. And I just really want people to start tapping into their purposes. It's uncomfortable. Like you said, it's uncomfortable. You cry, but it's like, look at now. You're like, my life is just amazing. I can say the same. I feel like, man, thank you, God. Right. <laughs> what else you need me to do? <laughs> There's nothing more powerful than faith. And you know, I've been learning like there's levels to faith, mm. levels of faith that, at least for myself, I didn't realize existed. Like I'm continuing to grow. And so sometimes you look like, oh, yeah, I have faith. And then you're over here worrying about some of the smallest things. Right, right, and right. Like, if you have faith, then you just have to know that you know that you know yes. that whatever it is coming, whether you can see it or not. And that's why being in alignment is really important because you can feel it. Yes, yes, yes. Praise God. It, and, and it is true what you're saying about, because at first it's like, we're going to trust you with this little bit, God, but I'm going to still do my thing over here. But when he tells you, like, you know, just let it all go. Just give it all to me. Just surrender. Just You just got to give it all up. And you might not understand how he going to make this happen, where this money going to come from, like your storefront, where I'm going to get all this stuff from. He's like, just trust me. So I agree with you. It ain't just you. I think it's just in your spiritual walk. There are levels to it. Like you start off by trusting him with a little bit. And as he shows you, you start giving him more. Like, take this. Okay, take that. It's powerful. So powerful. Yes. Yes. God, just let it go. Yes. Give it to God. Fine. Let it go. Give it to God. Help. Let it go. Give it to God. Yes. Like fully 
surrender. Yes. And then study your surrender. And when you figure out what other areas you need to let go, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's like you said, we'll be like, okay, I'm giving it all to God. And you still worry. Yes. You know, or Come you're on. thinking about it. You're still trying to figure out ways to fix it. It is not for you to fix. Like if we as a people could actually understand what it means to let go Ooh. and let God, our life, our lives would be so fruitful. Mm-hmm. So fruitful. But yes. we're also not taught to let go. Yes. Right? If we're taught if we let go, then something else more tragic is gonna happen. That yes. has been a lot of our experience, right? Yes. And so we hold on to that fact. And it's like, no, really, let go. Just let, let it go. go. God. And whatever the outcome is, be grateful, give him praise, mm-hmm. um, especially gratitude. Gratitude is like a spiritual, um, what do you call it? It's more than a gift. I don't, I'm looking for a word, I can't find it, but yeah. it's like a, it's like a spear, like a, like a protection. Yes. Grateful. Yes, it is. I agree. Because if you could rejoice in your shortcomings or rejoice in your afflictions, what, Ooh, what type of joy will you feel when it's all good and you already happy? You know what I'm saying? And um, I, I absolutely agree with that. We haven't been taught that, especially as black people. We're always taught that we have to grind harder and we have to go after it by any means necessary. You know, we weren't taught to do what you can do and give the rest to God. Right. He wants us to work. But he don't want us to kill ourselves. And that's what we do by worrying and being stressed out. We kill ourselves, you know, which is like that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to worry about things that we honestly don't have no control over. You know, you apply for a job, you put in your application, you pray to God and you leave it there. You know, you don't stress yourself out about it. But I, I think over time we get to a place where we can relax in that.